Good morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I hope this day finds you well. Another glorious day here in the Valley of the Sun. It's only going to be in the mid-90s. We broke records like, I don't know, two or three days in a row, but... Uh, yeah, even at the end of the week, the, the great cool down is going to be like 91. So we're we're still waiting for fall and winter. Uh, maybe there's not going to be one this year. Our toll free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The website at allamericangold.com, where you can keep yourself educated, keep yourself comfortably disturbed. Get the tinfoil helmet out and make sure you have it on. It's mandatory headgear when you go out to allamericangold.com. A lot going on today. Uh, the Dow was up big yesterday, down big today. As just crazy economic reports that make no sense. Uh, we had contradictions. Republicans saying, yeah, no, your 401k now we're going to be touching it. We got all of that for you. More restaurants closing. No, whoever thought? I never thought when I first started doing this show that I would be talking about restaurant closing. I mean, really, you know. And, and but this is where we're at. It's a big deal now. You know, the the Arizona Republic yesterday. Uh, I'm trying to remember what iconic place shut down. Another iconic restaurant in town shut down. And Cooperstown. Cooperstown. Thank you, Ramon. It was Cooperstown yesterday in the paper. Today they got the Z Tejas article. I guess they had five restaurants here. They're closing three out of the five, probably just a matter of time before the other two go. And then uh, one of the boom areas in this town, 7th Street, uh, they they it's the yuppie up and coming area or was anyway. Uh, big article today. Another place, uh, Okra Cookhouse closing, and they just made the comment that restaurants are starting to close faster than they are starting to open. And the only reason why I would even talk about it is because this has been the big the big growth driver. I mean, really, when you look at all of the jobs created. Over the last, really, you could go back not only this year, last year, go back over the last five years. They're the number one job growth in the country. And, you know, we've been speculating how many restaurants can you possibly open? I think we may have found out, right? Just like any. Anything good in America, they love to overdo things. And, and I think we may have finally hit it. Uh, but that's not why, what's driving the Dow. Uh, the Dow is, is is down 150 points this morning, and and a lot of it having to do with a a 10-year note that's rising uh, at 2.45. Yeah, so not quite two and a half percent, and they're starting to get nervous. Right, <laughs> right. That's all you really need to know about uh, how crazy it really is. You know, outside of the last 10 years, a, a 2.5%, well, 2.45 to be exact, federal or a 10-year note would have been historic low. Unheard of. And now Wall Street uh, is getting nervous about the data. We had some very interesting new home sales.
scale data that came out today. It was, I mean, it was glorious. It, it really was. Uh, but then, unfortunately, no one actually believed it. Like on uh, CNBC, they don't even have it. Like you got to scroll all the way down to the bottom to see it because they 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 don't want you to know how badly the data is being manipulated. But I'll give it to you. They said that new home sales in September rose by the largest amount since 1992. Uh, Sales were like 660,000, so still way, way below uh, the peak years. Uh, But the problem was that the mortgage application, see, when you buy a house, you've got to get a mortgage. The mortgage applications have been falling. Matter of fact, mortgage applications have fallen pretty much nonstop for the last six weeks. And uh, this week was down another 4.3%, and all of those would be, uh, are kind of in the timing of September. Uh, so it really, had, you, you had two pieces of economic data that contradicted one another. Uh, most people discounting new home sales, but new home sales, 660000 annualized. That's annualized. Uh, the price was three hundred? I think it was three hundred and twenty thousand, and they tried to say it was you know hurricane related, but kind of hard to understand because you know the Florida hurricane was in September. Uh, Houston, I, I don't know. I mean, would, that's the first thing you would do. <laughs> hey, the flood just receded. I don't. Let's go buy a new home somewhere. I don't know, but. Uh, Anyway, new home sales surged the, to the highest level. By the way, that 660 was the highest level in 10 years. Uh, that's almost, almost to what would have been considered a normal rate uh, before the bubble and all of those other things uh, had happened. Uh, new home sales had been falling and had been falling in June, in July, in August, and then the, the big jump here uh, in September. And then, like I said, the mortgage applications came out and said, hey, no, no one's been filing uh, for mortgage apps. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, was down 4.3%. By the way, the gain, the percentage gain, the largest since January of 19. 19- 92. Uh, but we're going to talk about why interest rates are spiking. And then the once untouchable 401k. Someone's got ready, getting ready to put their fingers all over it. We'll be back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. Uh, gold's up right now. Just went positive. Gold's up a dollar now, twelve hundred seventy-six. Silver right at seventeen bucks and, and holding here. The Dow's down a hundred and fifty-three points. Uh, some disappointing earnings. Chipotle, another one of the the restaurant groups, uh, showing a lot of weakness today. Uh, AMD, uh, but the biggest thing was a spike in the VIX. A spike in the 10-year note, uh, mostly having to do with comments being made about 401k. See, here's the problem that we're in. 
And listen, we can sugarcoat, you can pretend, you can wait for the other shoe to drop, and you can live in denial. You can do all of those things, right? But here's the the simple truth. And no, you don't have to worry about it being racist because it's not an el- it's, you don't need algebra and you don't need geometry. If you don't know what that's referencing, listen to yesterday's show. It's ridiculous what these college professors are spewing out. But neither here nor there, we have a huge problem. And I wish it wasn't. You know, a lot of times, you know, when you when you do what I do. And, and you you see all of these data points and, and so many so many things that you just you know it's only the show's only an hour you just can't get to everything like yesterday we didn't get to the collapse in the Manhattan real estate market of course you don't hear about it and you look at all of these data points you know and whether it's coming out of out, out of the BLS, whether it's coming out of of uh, the Federal Reserve or whether it's survey data, it re- you know you get it from everywhere. And I guess one of the advantages of the web now is you can access this data pretty simply, and you see uh, the massaging of the data, and you see the the people that really come out and and try to mislead i mean that's really i i i've I've taken to the point now where it's gotten to the point of ridiculousness you know that's uh what was it the uh the old skateboarder guy he does that show ridiculousness and they show the clips of those you know of people doing dumb stuff and make basically people falling or getting hurt or any of those things and you know we all laugh about it. It's actually a pretty funny show if you've never seen it. But that's really what's happening today. And, you know, the, the only ones that end up getting hurt are, is, is you and I, right? The, the, the American citizen. You know, and we talked yesterday about how they're trying to come up with a way to pay for these tax cuts for the big corporations. And, and of course, I've been... I, I, I'm the only one, at least that I've seen, I'm sure there's others, telling you that this is nothing more than another giveaway to the wealthy. And it just really, really, truly is. Because it's really a giveaway to to corporations who we already know what they're going to do. They're going to buy back their own stock. You know, and they make this big deal about, oh, we're just not competitive with our taxes. And they quote the 35% number and, and all of those things. Let me tell you what they don't talk about. Nobody in the whole world has, you know, even though our infrastructure is falling apart, is, has a better infrastructure than we do. Our ports are better. Our power grid is better. Our roads are better. The, the, we, we have it all set up. It's easier to do. Our energy efficiency with natural gas is superior to any of those in in the world. The protections that we offer corporations is better than anybody in the world. It's all just, you know, they, 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 and I don't want to say they make it up, but they do. 
And really, we could limit what these countries do by passing laws, but we don't want to do that. What we want to do instead is try to pretend if somehow we give more money to the stock market that your life's going to be better. But it just really doesn't work that way. Really, what it does is it provides more money to the people that hold assets. So if you're out there and the only asset you have is your house and maybe a a small retirement, you don't have a lot of assets. And then they're trying to think of a way to pay for it. And remember the other day I told you, there's only really two places where there's any money, and I mean, and by money, I mean big amounts of money, trillions of dollars, right? And that's the money that sits in banks, right, where we write checks and pay our bills, and then the money that's in your retirement account. That's it. Can't really go after the money that's in the bank because they already did that, right? The Federal Reserve took care of that for them. Right? What them not paying interest essentially said to to everybody out there, listen, you holding money in your bank account is foolish. Right? And and, and listen, by their own admission, that was the point. The point of bringing the interest rate down was to try to force you to spend your money. Right? It's it's a way of devaluation. Then you go into your retirement money. And remember, just this year went into law the money that the SEC regulates over money markets and IRAs and 401ks, where they now have a system in place where at, at any time, and we don't, you know what the funny thing is, it's not like there was like a, some hard and fast rule. They can decide to do one of two things. If you want to sell, now it's not buying, now the, the rule is only for when you're selling, okay? You can put as much money as you want in there, but if you want to actually take some off the table, right now you could call your broker, Right, and I don't even know if you have to do that anymore. You can fill out some paperwork. Most of the companies, like here, we do IRAs here all the time, precious metals IRAs. Most of the paperwork can be done electronically. And you got to sign a couple of, sign on the dotted line here, sign on the dotted line there, and, and presto. But at any time, they can do one of two things. They can impose a penalty. So let's just say things started to get a little rough. What they're worried about is liquidity. And and the reason why they're worried about liquidity is because of the amount of debt that is being supported by these retirement accounts. Okay, you know we're talking about the bond market, we're talking about the stock market. Right, and all of the money that all of these companies owe, it's it's almost uncountable it's so high. When you get into that the, the the derivatives and the dark pools, I mean, you're talking about numbers approaching I don't know what's above 
uh, you know, the trillions level, but it's it's approaching. Uh, I don't even know quadrillion. Right? It's, it's I think all the dark money for you know, the dark web, the these pools of money is seven hundred billion or trillion dollars worth of debt and arbitrage and insurance and reinsurance and all this other stuff. And you think about a GDP of about nineteen trillion. The retirement accounts I think are just under that, I think. Seventeen trillion. I'll look that part up. I, I don't I, I think I know the number, but but let me verify it. I'll have it during the break. And it's supporting all of this. And what they're they're worried about, it's kind of like a bank run. Because who's got the biggest retirement accounts? Is it the 25-year-old? Or is it the 55, 65, 70-year-old? And they're worried that the people that are older, they're like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go again. I'm going to pull out. I'm going to sell. And they know that that's going to come next because they there's no more bailouts, right? There's only going to be bail-in, which means everybody's going to be running for the exit, right? You you know you think about a theater and someone yells fire, right? What happens? Everybody is running towards the exit, trampling over people. They don't want you to do that. So they gave themselves a couple of options. The first option is a penalty. Mr. Schmuckatelli, I see you want to put a sell order in. By the way, before you uh, execute that that sell order, I need you to initial here, click here, and agree to the terms here uh, because the SEC is going to impose a 10%, 20%, 30%. You know, that was the other thing. They can make up any number they like for you to get out. If that's not enough, right, if the penalty is still not enough to scare you, they can prevent you from selling completely. Just ban it. Not, and I'm not talking about short selling or anything like that. Right? They do that when the stock gets in trouble and all of those things. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you actually selling. I want to get out of my money market. I want to get out of my 401k. I want out of the IRA. Go ahead and send me my money. And then yesterday, for the first time, we heard that Congress is now talking about eliminating or reducing the amount of tax-deferred income you can put into your 401k. And again, they need the money. You need to, you know, and, and none of this happens independently. Right, as as Wall Street's making this run and they're trying to tell you they fixed it all, they they actually know they haven't. That's the best part about it, right? Which is they already know. And today, the Republicans came back out, and I want to, uh, I forget where they were at. They were at some conference somewhere, the 
And these are guys that are on the House Ways and Means Committee, the ones that are drafting the legislation. And they came out and said, now, nah, despite what he said, now, still on the table. So right now, I did a little research. If you're under the age of 50, you can put up to 18500 I think it goes to $18,500. Last year, it was 18000 tax-free. In other words, when you turn, if you never touched it, when you turn 70 and a half, we're going to force you to sell and start paying the taxes, right? We want our tax money. So when you look at your IRA, if it says you have 100000 you don't. Right, you really got like seventy, right? The government's got the other thirty, right? They're they're being your partner in this, and of course, when you think about it, one of the reasons that they liked it is they made you feel better about how much money you you thought you had, and then. The if you're over fifty, you could add another six grand. So if you were say you're as you're getting closer to retirement, you're like, oh no, I don't have enough money. The government, out of the kindness of their heart, says, hey, you can put in more tax again, tax deferred, not tax free. It's really tax deferred. And now the 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 Congress and looking for a way to pay for welfare for our corporations is looking at reducing how much money you can actually put in there tax-deferred. Patriot Radio News Hour. we'll talk about that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Maryland Democrat Congressman Anthony Brown announced plans this summer for a bill that would fight hate speech and hate crimes on college campuses. How, you might ask? Well, according to Congressman Brown, this bill would require public colleges and universities to have programs and initiatives that would define for students what is acceptable speech and what is not acceptable speech. To take away any excuse, Brown added, for institutions to not implement these new programs, the government would give out grants and also withhold federal funds. That's right. This proposal would call for withholding federal funds from any public college or university that has not proven to the Secretary of Education that it has, quote, adopted and implemented a program to prevent and adequately respond to hate crimes. Not that many months ago, Democrats cried foul at Trump's threat to pull funding from UC Berkeley over rioting. Congressman Brown discussed this new proposal during a talk at the University of Maryland, which supports these new regulations. UMD President Wallace Lowe claimed that fighting words and rhetoric that might incite violence are incorrectly protected by past Supreme Court rulings. The problem, in my view, Lowe said, is that the term fighting words has been interpreted so narrowly it has to be an immediate threat of violence. Lowe also said that over the course of this coming school year, school officials will review policies regarding hate speech and possibly institute punishments for such speech. UMD college Republicans, however, aren't letting this discussion be one-sided. Steve Clark, president of the UMDCRs, said that silencing supposed hate speech often leads to silencing someone simply because of their politics. 
Clark noted, the term hate speech is very broad, and if this bill were to pass, it could lead down a slippery slope where the majority gets to control the speech of the minority. He continued, the government should never have the power to silence speech, even speech that is widely condemned. The answer to combating hate speech is to fight back with more speech. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you have a college-bound son or daughter? Do you care about the next generation? At phyllisschlafly.com, we expose the liberal agenda and anti-Christian mindset found on most college campuses and help equip conservative students to stand up for their beliefs. Visit us at phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Yourself, if things are so good, why do we need this tax cut? If things are so good, why are they talking about going after our 401k? Why are they restricting our ability to really freedom when you think about it? It's your money. Well, see. That's kind of the rub, right? It's really not your money. And I've been educating all of you on that. But now that, you know, wait, I can't sell if I want to. You can now. But, you know, that's only if if something really bad happens. You know, they never think anything really bad is going to happen. So it's okay. But yet they wrote the law anyway. Right? (laughs) Because... Right, they really don't. Yeah, bad things are really going to happen. So my mom's in town. She got here uh, the other day, and you know, you guys, I've talked about my mom quite a bit, and I really, on a totally unrelated, I really wish she would move here. You know, I, I just, and and not for any other reason than me and my wife, we like having her around. My kids like having her around. Uh, she's going to be 74 in May and you know every year she has to sell you know 10% and in some cases I think you can do some maneuvering to sell a little less but you after a while the government wants its tax dollars and she's probably the ideal person right that they had in mind she lived through the creation of the 401k, right? She she's seen, you know, the big the big explosion of debt really started when me and my older brother. My older brother was born in '68. I was born in '70. Uh, Nixon closed the gold window in '71, right? And ever since then, we've been in this ginormous bubble no at no point in history have we ever created the amount of debt that's been created here in the United States over the last you know 50 years and my mom really was the the target audience her and my dad before my dad passed you know they were in their 20s when this was happening, when it started. The 401k came into existence in their 30s. Because it 
didn't exist. You know, my mom can tell you a story about how, you know what, yeah, we didn't have a credit card. You know, right? When your brother and you were born, we didn't have a credit card. You know, that that was brand new. Credit cards, people started getting them in the 70s, and really, by the 80s, right, it really had gained prevalence. And talking about, I'd have to ask her, I wonder how much our first, the first house, well, the first house we lived in was in Syracuse on Boston Street. I, I don't remember that house. I wasn't old enough. We moved into our house in Jamesville. I'll, I'll find out from her. I'll ask her. I'll, I'll bring it tomorrow. What our first house that I remember us living in, the house I grew up in, how much it cost. But now they're talking about, hey, we, we've got a problem, right? We, we, we need to try to get the economy going. Right, which tells you really about how strong it really is. It's not. And the only way they can come up with is to create debt. Now, the problem is, and I've tried to explain it, I, I'm not blaming anybody. But if you wanted to give it just to the American workers, a lot of them don't pay federal income tax. Now, that's different than payroll tax and all the rest. We've done that. But there's not enough money there. Right? There's just not. And there's only a few places where money is. And yesterday, the president came out on the reports about the 401k stuff. And and I think Trump is going to learn this. What? No. I've been telling everybody I'm giving middle class tax cuts. And now you guys are going to come back and undermine me. But, you know, that's how it works. So a New York Times reported Friday that as part of the tax reform plan, 401k contributions would be capped at $2,400. So in other words, once you got to the $2,400 level, any contribution you made after that point would be taxed. And most people only use the 401k, right, to the what, to the tax-deferred level, right? And then they, they like, nah, I don't want to put any more than that. If i got to pay taxes on it, just give me the money. Trump was quick to deny it in the tweet, right? We covered that yesterday, saying there's going to be no change in the 401k. And then, of course, yesterday, what did I tell you yesterday? They're going to be touched. They've already made changes, but they're not done touching it. That appears now to not be the case because NBC and the Wall Street Journal, they're both reporting that Republicans are still weighing adjustments to the 401k program, according to the chief on the House Tax Writing Committee, contradicting uh, Donald Trump's statement. They were speaking at the uh, Christian Science Monitor breakfast, so that's where they that's where they were. When House Ways and Means Chairman Kevin Brady, so he's the head guy, declined to rule out changes to the 401k when asked whether Trump's position had killed the idea. His comments: We think in tax reform. We can create incentives for Americans to save money and hopefully save money sooner. (laughs) 
Maybe they're going to just go after the people that are 50 and older. I don't know. We are exploring a number of ideas in those areas. While he did not offer details, he said that discussions are con- are continuing with the president on the topic. And, and really, here's what the problem is. What the president wants. It's not going to add $1.5 trillion to that, right? You hear that number. Some say $2.5 trillion. I had way more than that. You're, you know, we're probably talking about a number over a 10-year period that's going to be north of 3 maybe $4 trillion additional money. And remember what Goldman Sachs came out with? Listen, all of this is works together. All of a sudden now, the 10-year note's starting to spike. The dollar's actually down today, but yet the 10-year note's rising. Because remember what I said, how can you finance $40 trillion and give people no rate of return? That's what Goldman Sachs was asking yesterday. And now the Republicans on the House Ways and Means Committee, they actually know what the real numbers are. They're scared to death. Patriot Radio News Hour. So I was talking about my mom. Can you imagine as the the next sign of a weakness in this bubble that's been created over her whole lifetime? Not her whole lifetime, since she was in her 20s. And she decides, because, you know, she's older, 74, 75. You know what? Enough of this. I'm just going to sell out. I'm going to put my money in the bank, and 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 I don't want to. I don't want to be in the debt market anymore. I want out. And then they tell her no. And that's what's going to happen. And it's not. I'm not guessing just what's going to happen. Why? Because I know how to do math. And then you actually look at what's happening. I know we love to read the tweets, right? And and we turn on whether it's Fox or CNN and they all hate each other and Jeff Flake's going to quit because it got hard and Donald Trump was mean to him. And all the other distractions. The reality is something far, far different. We don't know how to pay for it. We we already, they have a budget that exceeds $4 trillion. It's incredible. The whole economy is only 19. That's how big the federal government has gotten. Almost every single state in the union underfunds their pensions and have been doing it for decades. And all the bills are starting to come due. Now they're saying, hey, you know what? No more tax deferred for I think in the next five to ten years that's probably gonna be the case. Maybe maybe a little bit. Maybe they'll keep the twenty four hundred bucks, but if you're only gonna let twenty four hundred bucks, why not just make it all taxed? They need to generate revenue. 
right? This is what got Donald so worried. First, they wanted to do get rid of the state deductions. Then they found out, wait a minute, well, there's all of these states where the state, without the deductions, there would be a tax increase. The Illinois re- legislature is in recession or in, in a uh, in recess right now. They're they're on break. I'm only bringing this up because, listen, this is how big the problem is getting. You can you can sit there and and like I said, you can ignore it. You can try to say to yourself that it's not that bad. It's going to be okay, or maybe my neighbor's in trouble, but somehow I'm going to be okay, or you know what? I'm going to wait for the shoe to drop, and then I'll do something. In July, the state legislature overrode the governor's veto and passed the largest tax hike in history. The hike raised individual rates to 4.95%, right, this is part of the taxes that we we talk about that you could write off on your federal taxes that they wanted to get to get rid of, from 3.75 to, to 5, you know, so a healthy jump there. They raised it on, on uh, businesses as well, but here's something that I didn't know they did. The Illinois General Assembly is back in section session next week, then they're already talking about raising taxes again. And they're going to have to do it by next year. Right? They can go one year. They can't go two. That's how broke they are. Now they're discussing increasing the gas tax. Lawmakers haven't revealed a number yet, but the word being thrown around is a 30 cent increase in the gas tax in the state of Illinois. And I only bring that up, by the way, Dow's down uh, 182, I just clicked on it. But the only reason why I bring it up is the federal government at least has a printing press, right? When we talk about $40 trillion, I mean, it's worthless, and then the dollar's going to get destroyed. But they can just keep printing the money regardless of how worthless it is. The states can't do that. We're a couple of weeks away, I think, from Hartford, Connecticut filing for bankruptcy, right? It's Hartford, Connecticut! Illinois, Chicago, California, right, we... we the pensions like Dallas and all of these, they're blowing up everywhere. Kentucky. And all of these things need to be paid for. For the states and the city, there's only one way to do it. Force its citizens to pay more or file bankruptcy. And you know what? We can probably get away with Hartford. Right? We can get away with them filing for bankruptcy. You can't get away from Chicago for filing bankruptcy or Illinois from filing bankruptcy, right? Those things are too big, right? They're too big to fail, but yet that's what we live in. And so when you see about how they fixed everything, 
They didn't fix anything. Matter of fact, the situation, and I hate to say it, but it's actually worse. Because the, the amount of debt, the amount of leverage that they used to try to get out of it got bigger. You know, and there's a reason why the Treasury Secretary, now everybody's saying it. You don't pass a tax cut, Wall Street's done. Right? There's a reason. Right? Because it can't support itself on these debt levels. They need the money so the companies can buy back their stock and make it look good. Take the radio news hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on a Wednesday. The Dow is down 170 points. Uh, gold's up a buck and a half. Silver's unchanged. Today, I I, I don't have a, a big special today. I have I bought 20 St. Gaudens yesterday um, in North Carolina. Uh, that's I only have 20 of them. Uh, they're 1,295 dollars. But I only have 20. I don't have 21 or 25, 20 of them. So, I mean, you're saving like 35 bucks a coin, which is just fantastic. Uh, U.S. $20 St. Gaudens, $1,295. Gold's $1,276. So just just a great opportunity here to continue to get prepared. And and the sad part is is you're going to have to get prepared a lot sooner. So 20, 20, we're not going to make it to 2020. And the fake debt is going to surpass a trillion. Right? It was $666 billion. Yeah, I know. Such a bad number. I mean, they make that number up anyway. Couldn't they have just made it's on 667 or 665? Right? I mean, honestly. Uh, but we're not, we're not even going to get there. And the problem is the trillion, that's just, the start by 2027 in 10 years no matter what and listen this isn't bad okay I'm not saying we're going to go into this horrible recession I'm not saying we're going to war with North Korea I'm just saying hey things stay this way just like they are the last 10 years the last 10 years duplicates okay so we just we do the same thing which is a whole lot of nothing. We pretend that we're doing better, but really the only thing that's happened is the debt keeps getting bigger. That number's going to be $2 trillion a year, every year. And that's still not the, the whole number. And when you start to understand how are we going to pay for it, how are we going to finance it, the answer is really going to be simple. There's only two places where your money still is. Your bank account and your, 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 your savings, your retirement account. Listen, and they've already got their fingerprints on your retirement accounts, and now they're getting ready to, what, put their whole hand on it. And by the time they're done, they're going to have it all. And that's why, you know, it really, it's a, the, the, it's a simple thing you're doing. I'm going to take some, take some of what I've worked so hard for, and I'm going to put it into gold, I'm going to put it into silver, I'm only, I'm going to be the only one that knows where it's at, but I'm just going to have some of it outside of this debt bubble. Because the only way for the bubble to keep going is for the government to continue to grab at your money. 
right? In Illinois, a 30-cent hike in gas tax. That's still not enough. That's not enough. Right? They just raised property taxes to 5%, and now they're saying, oh, guess what? we, we got to get ready for the next one. And it's not just, you know, and I just use them as the example. They're all racing to it. U.S. $20 Saints, twelve ninety five at 800-951-0592. We still have Silver Eagles, $405 a roll as well. Uh, add a little silver to it. That always makes good sense. If you want to sell, all you sellers out there, call us. We're buying. 800-951-0592. Everyone take care. We'll continue the education process tomorrow.